It's time to play like a jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Here's Donald. Carry it out. Deep ball. Separation. Caught. Robbie Anderson. Goodbye. Touchdown, Jets. The whole NFL is watching. A fourth and ten. And here they come. Make this pass. It's intercepted by Mosley. Maybe on down the top. Bell breaks a tackle. Looking downfield, fires this one, and intercepted at the 34. Jamal Adams goes down on the ground and takes it away. He'll hit immediately. He got the handoff. You know and that's <laughs> the Q-inator. Oh, my gosh. Listen, thank you. From the Vivid Seats studio, where you can get yourself 100 bucks off your very first ticket purchase if you use the promo code OVERTIME in the Vivid Seats mobile app. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at PlayLikeAJet1. And I am joined to recap this final preseason game of 2019 by the owner, the operator, the lead reporter, the whole shebang over at JetsInsider.com. And of course, above all of that, a very big deal, Mr. Chris Nimbley. Chris, final score, 6 nothing Jets in this final preseason game of the 2019 season at MetLife Stadium. I bet you are very, very glad that we are about to start the regular season because this wasn't exactly the most exciting game I've ever seen. Uh, the only thing that got me through the night was knowing that the season is coming next week. Uh, that the preseason is now over. Training camp practices are over. No more of this boring stuff. Next time we see them on a football field, it will be a game that counts against the Buffalo Bills. And that that's what got me through this night, knowing, all right, just this is it. This is the last one. Chris, I thought we would do something a little bit different today because we are going to do some fun shows over the weekend. Tomorrow we are going to do our final predictions for the 53-man roster. Then the next day we are going to review who the Jets actually kept for the 53-man roster. The day after that... We are going to review who the Jets added afterwards via the waiver wire and get into some of the transactions. But for this preseason game, because of the nature of it where the starters didn't play at all, and so you're looking at a situation where the only people that played are the backups and the third stringers, guys that are fighting for positions on the team and guys that are looking to find a way to stick with the team, I thought this might be fun to do as a stock up, stock down edition. So I'm going to read off a name and we'll talk about that person and whether or not their stock went up or down based on his performance in this game against Philadelphia. We shall start with Taylor Bertolette. Now, his stock went down in this game, but it shouldn't go down as much as a lot of people seem to think it did. And here's my rationale for this, and I think you may see things my way. I understand it looks bad that he missed three field goal kicks, but Chris, he missed a 49-yarder and two kicks beyond 50. I'm not saying that's good, but I don't know that it's anywhere near as disastrous as some of the people on Jets Twitter were making it out to be. Carly Lloyd. Carly Lloyd. <laughs> Carly Lloyd. Uh, no, I agree with you. Uh, listen, the first two kicks he missed was from 58 and 56. And Jets Twitter was freaking out. And I was just like, man, I still think he's making this roster. 
the the second kick he he missed was from forty or the third kick he missed was from forty nine and they got uh, backed up. Uh, Gase afterwards said on two of the kicks that they were late getting out there and they had a rush, so it, he didn't pin it on him. He also gave uh, an answer that said he's he's confident he's good with uh, Bertolette going forward. Now he said he didn't uh, confirm that he will make the roster. He said the personnel guys will meet about it and talk about it over this next couple of days. But here's the thing, man: look around the league right now. How many teams are struggling with their kickers? Uh, you got Minnesota traded a fifth round pick for a kicker who missed three field goals tonight, and then he also punted the ball, got the punt returned for a touchdown. Uh, the, the teams are struggling to find kickers. Where are you going to go get a kicker that's that can consistently make fifty six and fifty eight yard field goals? Uh, it's it's not going to happen. If we were talking about three chip shots, three thirty yarders, then I could see it. But right now, uh, the way Gase talked about it, the way that uh, Brant Boyer has talked about Bertolette, the uh, it doesn't. It just doesn't seem likely. Where are they going to find somebody that they can be confident is going to be making those 50-plus yard field goals or even the 49-yard field goals? I, I get it. it it's, Taylor Berletta is not ideal. And, yes, he could very well uh, cost the team a game or two in the season. Uh, but so will anybody else they're going to sign at this point. Uh, so, really, I, it's going – how this is going to turn is going to depend a lot on uh, what happens with Myers out in Seattle, because if he has a great season, then the fans are going to be going nuts about not re-signing him. Uh, if they don't, if he doesn't, then they go, well, at least they didn't pay a whole bunch of money for a kicker that's going to miss field goals. So it's, it's obviously not ideal to have Berletta out there. But I just don't realistically see something that they're going to be more comfortable with. And it's really that simple. I'll put it this way. Do I think that the Jets are going to be scouring the waiver wire for potential kickers over the weekend? Sure. Do I think that they see it as a dire situation the same way that a lot of the fans do right now? I'm not necessarily so sure of that. I think that... They probably would upgrade if they felt like the opportunity was right. But I also think that Adam Gase in the press room, we're going to get into this later, made enough excuses for Bertolette to make me think that they don't think it's the end of the world if he ends up being the kicker for week one. Yeah, and again, fans are going to have to get used to this with Gase's pressers. When Gase tells you stuff like that, when he like gives you answers, he's, he's not just... Uh, just saying coach speak whatever uh you know he wants to say just to squash a story when he says stuff like that it 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 means something he's more forthcoming than a lot of coaches are on uh, certain things and when he goes out of his way to say listen two of those uh, misses we were rushed it weren't on him and then he points out the the long distance of them um, and says that, yeah, he's good with him being the week one starter. I, that means something to me. Gase is a little more forthcoming with stuff like that. And again, I just now, you know, if somebody uh, becomes available that I'm not expecting or I'm not thinking of, then absolutely. That I'm not, by all means, I'm not saying that Bertolette is completely safe and there's no way he'd make this roster. 
but with the way that uh, which is what I see what will possibly be available. And again, I talked about this with Catman. They see they were incredibly patient with him and weren't in a rush to move on from him. And that was more obvious that they needed to. So I, I'm I'm not going to sit here and say that. Oh yeah, they're definitely moving on from Bertolette. In fact, I I I'd guess that he most likely he has there's a better chance than not that he will be the week one kicker. Hey guys, as we get older, there are things that unfortunately we're just not going to be able to control. One of them, sad to say, is hair loss. In fact, two out of three men will experience some form of male pattern baldness by the age of 35. It can be a little depressing until you remember that Keeps exists. What's Keeps? Simple. They're a company that offers proven treatments that can combat the symptoms of hair loss. You don't have to make an appointment or go to the doctor, not with Keeps. You visit a doctor online and have your medication delivered right to you. They're up to 90% effective at reducing and stopping future hair loss. In fact, lots of guys even experience hair regrowth with the treatment. Log on to Keeps.com and click to get started. Choose the plan that fits you or let Keeps doctors decide. Sound good? I got a special offer for you. Go to Keeps.com slash overtime and receive your first month of treatment free. That's K-E-E-P-S dot com slash overtime. And take advantage of this incredible offer today. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. With your host, Scott Mason. Stock up Kyle Phillips, who had two sacks, marking the first time that a Jets defensive player had two sacks in a preseason game since Garrett McIntyre, the immortal Garrett McIntyre in 2011. Now, I just mentioned Garrett McIntyre, so that should sort of tell you that this isn't that big of a deal, but it's still kind of cool to see. Kyle Phillips sort of on that bubble, but he definitely helped himself tonight. Well, first off, I'd like to thank you for reminding me that Garrett McIntyre exists um, <laughs> because I, that's a name I had completely forgotten about. Um, but yeah, Phillips had a, had a really good night, and he's had a strong uh, training camp and a strong preseason. And it's a shame for him that the one position on this roster that has actual depth is the defensive line because I do not see him making the active roster just because of how deep they are there. But I, I unless he's going to be on the practice squad unless somebody else scoops him up. Uh, he has he has played really really well this this off season all throughout training camp and preseason. Uh, you know maybe another team uh, saw the tape and wants to bring him in. But it, if he clears waivers, they will stash him on the practice squad really really quickly. Stock down Davis Webb. This guy could not have been worse this preseason. And for anybody that wants to bash the Giants for cutting him a couple of years ago, the better move would be to bash the Giants for picking him in the first place. He really wasn't all that good at Cal. And boy, oh boy, was he terrible this preseason. He showed nothing except for the fact that the Giants were right to cut bait on him. And the Jets are going to be right to do the same because I guarantee that's where this is headed now. Yeah. The the funny thing about the Giants cutting him is is remember when Kyle Aladdick got in trouble like right afterwards or like driving away from the cops and all, all that weird uh situation that happened. I don't even remember when it had coming from that. But that's when everyone was like, Oh, you, you cut Davis Webb for this guy? Well, yeah, all right. I, I don't think Kyle Aladdick's gonna ever be anything. Obviously the Giants don't either, that's why they went and drafted Daniel Jones, but uh, they they made the right move cutting Davis Webb. They made the bad bad move 
uh, drafting Davis Webb. And, you know, the Jets gave him a chance, bring him in, see what they had, but that, that chance is over. He is, he is, he didn't have a chance to make this team realistically to begin with. I don't know that any other team is going to bring, be bringing him in at all. I, I, I could very easily see this being the last time he played uh, an NFL game, even preseason game, because it was ugly. He had, he had a couple of good throws, but, he had some really ugly throws, and that's the Davis Webb experience. Stock way down on him. Probably nuked his chances of even sticking on the practice squad. But on the other end of the spectrum, Luke Falk helped himself. He may or may not make the active roster. I'd say it's highly unlikely, but Gase seems to like him. He played fairly well in the preseason. Decent chance he sticks on the practice squad. And I believe Michael Nania was the one that said this, and I thought it was pretty funny. If Christian Hackenberg had played anywhere near as well as Luke Falk did this preseason, and that's not to say that Luke Falk was amazing or anything, but if Hackenberg had even played this good, Jets fans would have been throwing a parade and declaring that Hackenberg was going to be the guy. So I think that Luke Falk certainly helped himself here, not necessarily going to make the active roster, but it's very possible that he sticks on the practice squad. Yeah, I'd be shocked if they uh, used a roster spot on a third quarterback. If they did, it would definitely be Luke Falk, but I'd be shocked. They they have uh, too many depth issues to be carrying three quarterbacks, especially in the season uh, with the backups they have. I said it before, I'll say it again. If Darnold gets hurt and misses an extended period of time, you can forget about the season anyway. Uh, but because of Gase's history with him, how much he likes him, uh, and he was he wasn't terrible like Davis Webb uh, that I could uh, that I expect him to make the practice squad. Stock down, Deontay Burnett. This is a guy that I really liked. I was happy when they signed him last year. I like the fact that he's got a chemistry with Darnold, and that may ultimately be what saves him. And we'll talk more about this tomorrow when we do our final fifty-three man predictions. But he didn't do a lot to stand out in these preseason games, and tonight was a rough one for him. Yeah, he, he really, you know, he had a good training camp, especially at the start of it, uh, petered out a little bit. The preseason has been close to non-existent, uh, just, you know, like three catches, 18 yards in some games. He just has not looked good. Um, and, yeah, I right now he doesn't contribute on special teams. His stock is down. I I still think he has a chance to make this roster, just because outside of those top three guys. But we've seen a lot more with Josh Bellamy getting first-team reps, whether it's in practice or uh, preseason games. Uh, They seem to be trying to get more comfortable with the idea of him having to play actual snaps as a wide receiver. I could see them. I mean, Bellamy's obviously making this roster. Maybe they would feel more comfortable with being with him there because he plays special teams. Maybe this opens up the door for Sharon Peak to still make the roster, um, mostly for special teams. But again, I still think they're going to look to add a receiver or two after the cuts. Um, and one adding one receiver, they might be able to. Deontay Burnett might be able to survive. If they add two, he definitely isn't surviving. And, uh, yeah, again, just his inability to contribute on special teams, he hasn't shown enough in the preseason to be like, 
okay, yeah, he has to have a roster spot. While sports can bring us so much joy, it can also bring us a lot of unwanted stress. And that stress can make it difficult to concentrate, relax, and get decent sleep. Sunday Scaries was launched in 2017 by two best friends and business partners, Bo Schmidt and Mike Sill. They operated a full-service bar with 50 employees and were always exhausted. They tried all kinds of products, but they didn't work. Then they started experimenting with CBD. They loved the effects and regained control of their days and nights, but they wanted better CBD products. So what they did for themselves was specially formulate CBD gummies with vitamins D3 and B12 that were super consumable, easy to take on the go, and effective. Long story short, their specially formulated CBD products and vitamins helped relieve the overwhelming angst they felt on a daily basis. So in July 2017, they named the company Sunday Scaries and began sharing their products with friends and launched their online store at sundayscaries.com. With tens of thousands of customers, monthly subscribers, and a 100% money-back guarantee, Sunday Scaries has always been on a mission to transform a worrisome nation into a chill one. And right now, we have a bonus for you. Get 25% off all products at sundayscaries.com when you use the code OVERTIME. Again, 25% off all products at sundayscaries.com when you use the code OVERTIME. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. With your host, Scott Mason. Stock up. Hanging with Mr. Marcus Cooper, who had an interception tonight. This is somebody who was brought in because of his experience, plucked off the waiver wire. The Jets are not very deep at cornerback, despite the addition of Nate Hairston yesterday. They desperately need some players that can actually do something in that position. I'm not saying he's great, but his performance tonight definitely helped his cause. Yeah, I mean, he had a great interception. He just jumped the route. And as soon as he jumped the route, that was it was an easy pick for him. But he read the 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 receiver, he read the quarterback, he jumped that route and just boom, easy pick for him. Really nice play. Um really again, this is another position, the cornerback position where you could see them bringing in multiple people. Uh the top three guys we know are are with Trumaine, Daryl Roberts and Brian Poole are gonna be there. Obviously Harrison's gonna make this roster. Uh, Kyron Brown, it sure sounds like he's going to make this roster too. So, you know, there's at least one or two, maybe even three spots up for grab. If Marcus Cooper maybe might be able to sneak in depending on who else is available, but you can definitely 100% expect the Jets to add a couple cornerbacks after training camp cuts are made. Stock up Valentine Holmes. This is a guy, Chris, I know you were asked a ton about. And it wasn't until last week that he really started to do anything in the preseason. Had another strong outing tonight. And the fact that the Jets get a free practice squad spot for him means that odds are he's sticking around on this practice squad because there's really no downside. Yeah, you know, I was joking with you at the beginning of training camp about getting asked about him a lot. And I was like, oh, it's another one of these guys. Every year there's like, one or two, you know, undrafted guys that everybody's obsessed with and almost never pan out. And I was just like, oh, I really don't want to ask about be a- answering questions about this guy when I barely even notice him out there. Like I can't even see him on the field. He started to come along, and then the last couple of weeks he's come on really strong, and he looked really good today. He had a really nice catch. He made he made a couple of really good plays. Now, of course, this is fourth preseason game against mostly against uh, players who aren't going to be on a roster. 
But that doesn't really matter right now because he's not making the active roster. But the Jets uh, and the AFC East were granted that, uh, you know, exception for an extra roster spot for a foreign player. So if they cut Valentine Holmes, they can only keep 10 roster spot, uh, 10 practice squad players. If they keep uh, Valentine Holmes, they get an 11th one. They, they can't use that 11th spot for anybody else. It can only be for him. So there's absolutely zero reason for them not to keep him around. And he, he showed enough that uh, these last couple of weeks to be able to be excited about, uh, you know, giving him a year to, to learn, really learn the game, to be around it. And then maybe next year he could be able to contribute more. Stock down, Brandon Bryant. This is a shame. He was released earlier in the day after being put in concussion protocol. He was somebody that was looked at last year as a possible pick in the supplemental draft. Went undrafted. The Jets were able to get him. There was some optimism that maybe he could turn into something, at least some safety depth. But now he is gone. It's unfortunate. We were hoping for good things with him. But now he moves on his way. And as the saying goes... Best of luck in his future endeavors. Yeah, the writing up was on the wall for this one, uh, and mostly just because he never got the the reps that I expected him to get. Uh, now he he wasn't looking great when he was out there, he, it, so it's not like he was demanding it. But I thought, especially with Marcus May missing so much training camp, I thought I'd be seeing him getting a lot of uh, looks in the first team. Most of training camp, he was on the third team defense, uh, barely even cracking the second team, and he just wasn't getting that many reps out there. Uh, so it was, it was the writing was on the wall there. I don't know how much of that was, you know, him just not playing well, not impressing, or just the coaching staff just being like, yeah, this guy's not our guy. Um, but the writing was on the wall with it. He was not. Uh, going to make this roster with the way that they were using him, the amount of reps they were giving him this this offseason. Stock up Frankie Louvu, a nice fumble return. Obviously, because of the fact that Brandon Copeland is suspended, there was nobody else to be that other starter aside Jenkins, but he's been helping his case consistently, and that continued tonight. Yeah, I was surprised he played as long as he did, to be honest. Um, they're going to need him. So he, he made some plays. He, he did some things, uh, a, a good game for him. Uh, again, I was surprised that he was out there for that long because we, we do know that he's a solid player, um, and he's gonna, they're going to need him with Copeland out. So it's good, it's good to see him come in and be able to look good against uh, you know players that he should look good against. So he got, he got some extra work in there. Hey guys, this is Greg Peterson, host of the podcast Hooping with Hoops. Despite the fact that college basketball is in the offseason, it's never too early to get a jump start on taking a look at these teams because there is now 357 of them for the upcoming 2020-2021 college basketball season. I'm going to give you guys a deep dive on every last one of them, keep up with all the transfers in college basketball, and so much more. You are able to subscribe to Hooping with Hoops on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, or wherever you get your podcasts. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. With your host, Scott Mason. Stock up Josh Bellamy. First of all, I should have said this in prior podcasts, 
but he's still only the second best Bellamy after the original Bill Bellamy. And if you don't know who Bill Bellamy is, Google him. You won't be disappointed. You can pull up some videos and you'll go down a rabbit hole that you will thank me for. But Josh Bellamy is somebody who we've all long said was here for a reason. Adam Gase loves him. Dowell Loggins loves him. He's here to be a key contributor to special teams. Maybe do a little here and there as a wide receiver, but predominantly special teams. Nice game for him tonight. Yeah, well, and I'd hold off right there on that maybe a little bit here and there at receiver. Ideally, yes, but with the way that that's going to depend on who else they can get and bring in here because, again, right now, I don't – I've been saying all training camp that Deontay Burnett had the number four wide receiver spot pretty much locked up. But right now, if you ask me, it's probably going to be Josh Bellamy in that spot unless they get somebody else to bring in and knock him off that, which I do expect them to do. Um, but they're going to need to do that with one or two other players before I'm, I'm thinking he's only going to play a little bit here and there. And, of course, complicating matters even further is not having Herndon for the first four games because maybe they could do some stuff where they, uh, you know, they, may, they use Ryan Griffin as a tight end and they – line Herndon up at the slot as a receiver, use one of the running backs as a slot. Maybe they could do stuff like that. But without Herndon for the first four weeks and with no number four that I feel comfortable with, Josh Bellamy could getting a lot more reps at receiver than we expected, which is not a great thing. But obviously he's really good on special teams, so he will be able to contribute in that way for sure. And we will get into this more on our 53-man final prediction show tomorrow. We will have a special guest with us as well joining in on the fun. So you'll find out who that is tomorrow, but I promise it's somebody that you enjoy hearing from and will continue to enjoy hearing from. And I know that Chris is going to enjoy the run-in, as they call it, in the wrestling business. Let's do Stock Up, Stock Down Rookie Edition now. We can't say anything for Quentin Williams because he didn't play. But Blake Cashman, seems like Greg Williams really likes him and has carved out a little role for him here. And he did a lot to prove Greg Williams right in this particular game. The only surprise was how long he was left in, but he looked really good. Stock way up for Blake Cashman. I mean, player of the game right there. I mean, it's fourth fourth preseason game, meaningless game, a bunch of people who won't be employed by the NFL and uh within 48 hours, but Blake Cashman dominated that game. And that's, that's really good to see. He was all over the place. Yeah. I made I made a joke at one point that like, you know, they need to take him out. He's got nothing left to prove. And it's also not fair to the Eagles players that are trying to make that roster. Um, because he, he looked like an NFL player playing against a bunch of scrubs who don't belong, who aren't going to make an NFL team. That's what it looked like. Now, somebody asked me, you know, if I think if I thought that he was better than Neville Hewitt right now, I'm not ready to go that far, especially against, uh, you know, early downs and coverage situations. Sure. But uh, I'd say that it's definitely realistic that by the midpoint of the season, it could expect to see Blake Cashman uh, being a better player than Neville Hewitt and taking over that uh, inside that inside linebacker starting spot next to C.J. Mosley. Stock unchanged, Ja'Kai Polite. 
This is somebody whose stock was down throughout the whole preseason, didn't really do much. I still think a lot of this has to do with Greg Williams, and I'm not entirely sure what he's trying to do here. Ja'Kai Polite does one thing really, really well, and that is go after the passer. Greg Williams seems intent on turning him into something that he isn't, and that's fine as a long-term project, but I don't understand why you wouldn't just have him try to kill the quarterback now as you gradually teach him the other stuff. They've decided to go a different direction, and I think it's really hurt Ja'Kai Polite, at least in the short run. His stock doesn't change because he had one nice tackle for a loss and then one really, really bad play. So he stays where he is, which is disappointing. But again, I think it's not entirely his fault. Yeah, the disappointment on Ja'Kai Polite for me is about the way they've gone about using him. It just doesn't make sense. Uh, as somebody asked me if, uh, you know, if I thought that how shocked I'd be if he was cut and I'd be absolutely floored if they cut him, then I think that means that Greg Williams just never thought highly of him and just d- never gave him a chance because if, if he, w- there's any chance that he could have been cut, then the only possible move is just throw him out there as a designated pass rusher see what he's got there, and if he can help us because this team – see if they can help the Jets because this team desperately needs an elite pass rusher. And they haven't given him the chance to show if he can do that or not. From the very beginning, uh, they have tried to mold him into a three-down linebacker, somebody that can set the edge and somebody that can play in coverage. And if we all knew this when that was the plan when they drafted him, we would have said right from the start that this is a project. He's going to be a, a red shirt type of guy because he is far away from being able to do all that. And, you know, I'd be all right. I'd get and understand doing that, being like, okay, we think long term he can do, develop into this. Let's make it, let's red shirt him this year and do that. If, if the one skill that he does have right now wasn't something they desperately needed, which is to rush the passer. So it doesn't make sense why you don't just say, you know what, let's focus on this now. We can sure do some stuff with him in training camp just to get him up to speed and then he can learn as he goes and then take the whole off season to work on uh, rounding out his game. But the way that he's doing right now he it's he's over his head right now and they're trying they're asking him to do too much stuff that he there was no way he was going to be able to do this year so they're going to redshirt him this year because I just if they cut him it means that this was a Mac pick and Greg Williams just had no time for it whatsoever Hey guys, Greg Peterson here with the Baseball Betting Podcast. As we know, the MLB season is back in our lives. It's going to be a 60-game sprint unlike anything that we've ever seen before. And I'm going to be giving you picks every single day, seven days a week with Major League Baseball. We're also going to be keeping up with the KBO as well. If you like baseball and you like being able to make some money, subscribe to the Baseball Betting Podcast with Greg Peterson on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, or wherever you get your podcasts. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. With your host, Scott Mason. Stock down Greg Dortch, but I don't think it's going to matter. He muffed a punt in this game, but it looks like he's still pretty much on track to have the return duties. 
Yeah, he muffed the punt, and they got it back. They didn't lose it anyway. Uh, coaches will typically uh, not dock you too much for that, especially you know if you have a bunch of them, sure. But that's the only hiccup he had, and uh, he didn't lose the ball. And they like what they've seen there. There, he's pretty much got that. Uh, I shouldn't even say pretty much. He's got that punt return position locked up. Chuma Adoga, Chris, would you say stock unchanged? Yeah, I'd say stock unchanged. I'd need to go ahead and uh, you know rewatch uh, at least the part, the games, the parts where he was playing. Um, I wasn't focusing solely on him, so I, I can't really break down what he did, uh, how he did today. But I'd say uh, he it's it's pretty much unchanged. And again, he's another guy. It was a little bit of a project. Come to get, have have him as depth is all right, but if he's if he's starting, that's uh that's probably not the best thing. None of these rookies are going to help you much on your fantasy team if you're playing fantasy football this year. But if you are playing fantasy football, you should do it with the Draft app and Draft.com where you can get in on the $3.5 million grand prize that you can win in the best ball championship. And the beauty of it, Chris, is that it's very easy to play this game because you don't have to do any roster management. After you do your draft, they take care of all of that. They make sure that your best players are in all year long, you don't have to set your lineup, and it's a very easy snake draft, so you don't have to worry about anything complex like a salary cap or auctions or anything like that. All you have to do is use the promo code PLAYLIKE, that's PLAYLIKE, P-L-A-Y-L-I-K-E, at the draft app and draft.com when you sign up and make your first deposit, and you'll get a free crack at that $3.5 million. So go ahead and do that right now, and when you do... You will have a fantasy team that could have Olivia Landis singing the national anthem to them. Well, I don't think that's actually going to happen because singers don't sing national anthems to fictional teams. But if they did, you would want Olivia Landis to be singing the national anthem because one of the Jets' official reporters sang the national anthem tonight, making her debut. Stock way up from what I understand. She did a great job. Uh, she did great. Uh, and she has a beautiful voice. Uh I was not prepared for that. I had no idea, but she she did absolutely great. Uh, New York Post reporter Brian Costello made a joke after her that uh, saying that that was going to be the highlight of the night, and it certainly was. It was. So much so that when he said it after the game, I was like, that's not enough of a compliment because that game was so horrible that you could say that without it actually being a compliment. But she did really well, had a beautiful voice, so it was really well done by her. Stock up Andy Vasquez, the beat reporter for the record. Boy, was he on fire on Twitter tonight, Chris. Cracking me up all night long. His tweets were probably the best part of following this game. He had a whole bunch of them, starting with, The Eagles won the toss and will receive. Pretty sure there are fewer people at MetLife than there were for the green and white practice. Then here's another one. He said, Any coach who ices the kicker in the fourth preseason game should go immediately to jail. Fact check true. It's the end of the first quarter. We are locked in a shootout. Jets nothing. Eagles nothing. Three quarters remaining in the preseason. And the crown jewel, of course, Connor Hughes, the beat reporter for The Athletic, decided that he was going to tweet about this game using nothing but gifts all night. Andy Vasquez replied, Connor, keep this up. It's the most sense you've made on Twitter in months. And then I believe he followed it up with, can you do this in the press box too? So stock way up for Andy Vasquez tonight. 
Yeah, Andy's great. Andy's always really funny. Um, the it, you could tell that with those first couple tweets you read that preseason was wearing on him. He just wanted this over, and he was letting that snark fly. Did a good job, but then those last two tweets that that's Andy's wheelhouse. Cracking jokes on Connor and his is his wheelhouse, and he never disappoints there. Uh, of course, you could say that for pretty much the entire beat because Connor is an easy target. But uh, Andy's stock definitely went way up. He he had a very impressive performance tonight. Stock up Connor Hughes because even though he got trashed by Andy and Andy got some sick burns in there, I like the idea of the gifts only tweets to describe what was going on in this game simply because it was the fourth preseason game. Who really cares? And it's something funny. And why not try it out? Yeah, I saw I saw some people uh, criticizing him for it uh, on Twitter. I I don't understand it. I thought it was it was pretty uh, a fun idea. Uh, I thought I you know again we sometimes I know fans get mad at us beat reporters sometimes when we have to find where to do stuff to find ways to entertain ourselves. But again, I'm always going to say it as great as this job is. It, there's times where it's a lot more boring than fans ever think it is and preseason games is one of it. Sometimes we just have to find ways to entertain ourselves. And I thought Connor did a good job with that tonight, and he entertained me as well. So I got no complaints there. Like I said, if this is a regular season game, it would have been annoying, but it's the fourth preseason game. So why not just have some fun with it? And I thought what Connor did was interesting. It's still not as good as Dennis Wazak's emoji scorecard. Nothing will ever top that, but I thought this was a pretty fun thing for Connor to do. Yeah, absolutely agreed. And yeah, nothing's going to top Dennis's thing. I, I I don't think you're going to see uh, Connor's bit being stolen as as much as Dennis's uh, uh, emoji game was stolen uh, as well. But Dennis remains the goat there. And yeah, uh, Connor, uh, Connor mixed it up tonight, and it, it was good. It was it was fun for everybody. Stock down, Scott Mason and Chris Nimbley because. We thought that Tim White had a really good chance to make this team. He was great in practice. He's one of the guys that was turning heads, and then he just did nothing in the preseason. So, sorry, Tim White. Maybe you have a shot at the practice squad, but stock down for Chris Nimbley and Scott Mason because we were way off here. Yeah, I. if he doesn't get picked up by somebody else, I venture guess that he will uh, get a practice squad spot. They were... Having him return punts, they had Deontay Burnett return a punt later in the game, so it seemed like maybe they were trying, like, hey, let's see if we can get something here, but there wasn't nothing there. Um, right now, uh, it it just I can't imagine, I can't envision a way that he makes this active roster, but practice squad definitely seems uh, like a spot for him. Um, you know, this happens in training camps, especially those first couple weeks. You see somebody jumping out so much and you get caught up in it. And, again, it's not that I was so blown away that his performance, I was like, oh, he has to make this team. But it was, what else do they have beyond those top three receivers? And they still don't have anything there, but he just wasn't able to uh, put those pra- strong practices in, into a preseason games, and they're going to just go sign some other guys. They, they have to. So I, I'd be shocked if he – and I'll go even a step further because I was a, lo, a little too high on Deontay Burnett too, as, as it turned out. He still has a chance to make this roster, like I said, but uh, I'd, I'd say it's, it's looking less and less likely now. 
We'll get more into that tomorrow on our final 53-man predictions. But, Chris, before we run, final bit of business. Coach Adam Gase afterwards held court. What did he have to say? We already talked about what he said with Burlett. Um, He he said uh, Kyron Brown, the cornerback that was having a really strong uh, training camp and uh, had a good game against the Giants that first week before getting injured, he said Kyron Brown was healthy and was able to play, but they simply decided to play it safe, not risk injury, and hold him out of the game. And that's that seems like something that you would do if you're planning on keeping him. That doesn't seem like something you would do if uh, if you still want to see if he's going to make this roster. Now, again, that doesn't mean that if they you know they can't add a couple guys that they they they'd really like prefer that he wouldn't then be relegated um, to to the practice squad or end up being cut. But he, it certainly seems like he's going to make this roster by what he said. He basically told us that Greg Dortch is going to be uh, the punt returner. He, he said uh, about uh, talked about Bilal Powell, said uh, about the trust he has in Bilal Powell. Uh, how how he knows what Bilal Powell is, what he has. I haven't seen a lot of him in the preseason, but they they haven't needed to. They he 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 knows what Bilal Powell is, and Bilal Powell is going to make this roster as well. So that that's about the extent of what he said. That uh, meaningful. He talked about uh, Luke Falk and Davis Webb as well, but uh, that was a little bit of him uh, beating around the bush because he didn't want to just come right out and say. Yeah, we're cutting them, but yeah, they're cutting them. Chris, any injuries or anything else that we missed? Uh, just the injury to Mark Myers. Um, I don't even. I I forget what it was. Uh, I don't. Gates didn't seem too concerned with it there, but that was the only one uh, notable from the game right there. So they they look to be in pretty decent shape, and uh, you know they they're gonna have that. Those three starting offensive linemen back against Buffalo, Tremaine Johnson back against Buffalo. Obviously, Marcus May has been back, so we'll see him there too. So they're in a much better shape there. And, uh, you know, Brent Qualley is the only one that is expected to miss a long uh, period of time with injury there. The preseason is over. And the regular season is right around the corner. Can't wait for it to start. We are going to find out exactly who is going to be on this team, or at least the first glimpse of it, because obviously the waiver wire will change some things. But the 53-man roster, the initial 53-man roster, will come out Saturday at 4 o'clock, and we will have our final predictions for you early that morning. So it'll be fun not only to listen to it, to get an idea of who might make it before 4 o'clock hits, but to also look back and see how well we did in making our predictions as 4 o'clock hits, and you can compare what we thought would happen to what actually happened. As I said, we will have a very special guest with us, so it'll be a three-man show as we do our final 53-man predictions, and I'm really excited to do it because, Chris, once this happens, it means that we are that much closer to meaningful, real football games that count, 
And I know that is what everybody else is looking forward to, including you, because you will have plenty of coverage of all the stuff going on before the season, but you're going to really make your bread and butter this year with in-season coverage over at JetsInsider.com. But you do have plenty of preseason coverage and training camp coverage and features and all of that up right now. So for anybody that hasn't been checking out your work over at JetsInsider.com, what do you have up? Yeah, well, we got got a quick story up on the game tonight. Uh, Obviously, these next couple of days will be all about the Final 53 and about the players that they add and then subsequently cut afterwards. And then we're going to be getting right into preparing for Buffalo, looking at Buffalo's final roster, uh, getting ready because we know about this uh, early stretch of games for the Jets. It's going to be tough though, those first four or five weeks. This is a game that they, they definitely need to win uh, right away. So we're going to jump right into that coverage, uh, looking at matchups and what, we have to, uh, what the Jets have to worry about uh, with the Bills. You know that the, the their double running back threat of ha- having running backs, all the running backs, and a running back playing a corner a quarterback as well. So uh, we'll be focusing on the roster and then right into the Bills. Go ahead and follow Chris on Twitter at CNimbly and at Jets Insider. Follow his deputy editor at Allen underscore Schechter. That's S C H E C H T E R. Read Chris's very big deal work at JetsInsider.com. And for the latest and greatest in New York Jets podcasts, you know where to go. That's Turn on the Jets Digital and TurnOnTheJets.com.